0: This is Lorraine Heller from Nutrient ingredients USA. I'm with Randy Denin, who's the chairman of NPA China. Um, Randy, you just gave a presentation on the, the situation in China right now. Um, can you tell me about the kind of health claims that can be used in the Chinese market and whether uh, this, this health claim system is workable?
1: Well, right now you have uh, 27 uh, ingredient or 27 areas where you can make a health claim, and on an individual product you can make up to three different health claims. And the health claims many times are closer to drug-type claims uh, in terms of workable um, to get a product into the market with one or three claims. You have to go through either animal or human testing, or in many cases both. And uh, for a simple product uh, like calcium, as I mentioned in my presentation, um, you have to go through uh, a animal testing, even though calcium is known to provide benefits for bone health uh, around the globe, and in m- most countries is treated as a food ingredient.
0: So does this pose uh, challenges to companies... Um, looking to export to China? How do they have to reevaluate evaluate their, their own science and their product marketing? Um, and also, do they need to think about different ways to position their products in order to be able to fit into the 27-claim system?
1: Well, I think the first challenge is with only 27 health claim areas... Uh, it limits the number of products that uh, you can get into the marketplace. So that's that's the first challenge. So a company with uh, 500, 600, 1,000 uh, SKUs, for example, is not going to be able to get all those products in under the present system. Um, and because it's very limited in, in scope in terms of the number of products, you find a lot of companies selling the same types of so from that perspective it's a challenge. However, if you look at it from the Chinese consumer side and generally the consumer with the purchasing power, they would prefer a foreign brand over a Chinese brand. Uh, there's more trust there.
0: So what's the deal with getting a new dietary ingredient approved for the Chinese market and uh, how how much time and money could this cost a company?
1: Uh, it's a difficult process. Uh, you're looking uh, probably at a minimum of five years uh, and a cost of a minimum of hundred thousand dollars. I talked to one American company had a uh, product that they had already invested five hundred thousand dollars in in a little over five years and still didn't have uh, approval for the product. So it's a, it's a real challenge and uh, for simple. New ingredients that we have in the United States and Europe—it's—it's it's hard to understand, given that most of those ingredients are coming from China to begin with.
0: Now, this year, China uh, has implemented a new food safety law. Is the, in general, this seems to be a good thing, but how how could it possibly uh, impact trade? Will there be any negative? Um, effects?
1: Well, we're looking at the uh, the law because it was just published uh, February 28th, and then we had to have it translated. But uh, in meetings with SFDA, the feedback from them is that basically there are no changes. However, when we looked at the law, and we're still going through that process, we did notice, I think it was Section 28, uh, there is an issue on uh, ingredients in terms of the uh, specified ingredients, and there could be an issue if those ingredients are identif- identified as pharmaceutical ingredients under Chinese law, uh, and if they are, then simple ingredients may not be allowed uh, to be sold as a dietary supplement or health food, but uh, that's under review right now, and so one has to either believe what we hear from the Chinese government, or we have to look at our interpretation and get it confirmed that, no, it doesn't mean this, or it means something other than what we think it does.
0: Randy Denon from NPA China, thank you for joining me. This is Lorraine Eller for Nutri-Ingredients USA.